just to get down I don't know if I can get them, but I got them right The developing stars, whoa Wrecked by the stars, though But they know just who they are The knowledge is deep, man Cause college is bleak, man Knees are the bees, man Deffy happy hour now I trust them with everything Every confidence giving me confidence Hipping this hopping, no really no stopping I'll make you a champion, y'all put a sock in it uh, But this is life, bro They're at it all night, though So you can just drive slow And get down with the Deffy crew Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, wherever you are listening. This is episode 69 of the Devi Happy Hour. It is Monday, March 29th. So happy to be you, be with you, providing you with this nice podcast. Did you like that, Matt? Nice, 69? See, I'm, <laughs> I'm just bringing it in slowly. I'm back. It's been a couple weeks off. I spent some vacation time in the warm sunny wonderful jamaica so forgive me if i put in a few yamans today because i've kind of got that jamaican spirit going but i mentioned them already gotta get to them right away from north carolina it's my co-host matthew jackson i call him obi-wan how you doing buddy Dude, we were 19 seconds into the show and you had to immediately go there. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't deal with you right now. Like you, I haven't, we haven't done a pod together in like a few weeks and that's what you're going to open with. <laughs> oh man, it, it was so wonderful. And Dude, it set, you know, it's, it's, it set us up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I told people, you know, ever since I got back, I was like, man, if you've never been to Jamaica, you, you gotta go. It's just, it, the weather's gorgeous. The people are super nice and they just want to, you know, have fun with you. And it's, yeah, it was, it was awesome. We, we had a great time. It was my daughter's senior spring break trip. So there was quite a few of us and I posted a couple pictures on, on Twitter. So it got some, some feedback on that, but it, it makes me think, cause right now, you know, we're at the end of March and this is my second favorite time of the year. You know, you've got March Madness, obviously here in Minnesota, we've got, you know, the snow is gone. The lakes are no longer frozen over. Grass is starting to turn green. The weather's getting nice enough to do things outside. Uh, baseball opener is this week. So we got that starting up. I mean, there, there's just a lot of awesome things going on. Of course, We've got the draft coming up. You've got NFL free agency. And it made me think, you know, what is your favorite time of the year, Matt? What what do you what do you like best? It, it's 100% NFL draft season. Like, I've got this ritual where the, the night before the NFL draft kicks off, I put on that movie Draft Day. And I, I, I watch that all the way through. I've done it every single year for the, for the last six or seven years. I love watching that movie, uh, preparing myself for the NFL draft. Um just remind myself, it was, it was funny, I was sitting at work today, and for some reason that movie popped in my head, and I, I got reminded of that one line where Kevin Costner goes, and I want G.D. Putney just because I feel like it. And it just, <laughs> it just what, doesn't that just feel like some of the conversations you have in some of your uh, your dynasty leagues, when you know somebody's asking for a big name target on your team, and you go, no, I want this guy just because I feel like it. 
Exactly. And and this is where I need to come clean. I need to hang my head in shame. And I get this all the time from my neighbors because they ask me, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? And I'm just like, no, no. And and they've taken it take it as their personal goal in life to have movie nights and say, all right, Skip, what movies haven't you seen so we can watch them? And, and so we've been hammering these out. I have not seen Draft Day. You need and to see it, man. Start Starting this year, that is your homework assignment. You're watching it before the NFL draft. Such that great, is my commitment to you and my commitment to our listeners, and I will provide a review of Draft Day. And I, I – you know, if it's all about the NFL draft, how can you not get into it? I, I absolutely love the NFL draft. I've loved it for years. Uh, ever since college, I had a college buddy that we'd, we'd always get together and watch it. And just, you know, it was just a blast. And it was, it was great. Cause he was a, he's a Packers fan. And every time the Vikings would make a draft pick and he would just look at me like, Oh man, that's a great pick. I'd be like, all right, good. Cause whenever he feels that way, it always works out for the Vikings and then when he kind of goes, eh, then then we're usually in trouble. But so, you know, and love, just, the, no, just love the draft. Just, just building off of that, you know, draft time. This time is my favorite time of the year too, Skip, because I don't know for for those listeners that have just joined us recently. This is our second season of of the topic we're going to get at, at talking at tonight. We've been renewed for a second season. You know, I'm hoping that we can continue this thing long enough. To, to go as long as the Simpsons, go into thirty plus seasons of talking draft with you, man. That's my goal. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Just to be doing this forever and ever. I'm sure our wives would love it. Our kids would be listening. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I said that was my second favorite time of the year. My favorite time. I mean, obviously it's football season, right? In the fall, you've got, you know, you've got the the baseball, you know, playoffs and World Series. You've got college football going. You've got the NFL starting up. That that is the best. The weather's still nice enough here to really enjoy it. Things are t- changing colors, but yeah, this time of year is second best for me. Let's get into the news. There's not a whole lot going on other than, you know, you'll hear some reports from from some of the spring practices that have started. But this is, again, unfortunate news. Wide receiver George Pickens, one of the top wide receivers eligible in the 2022 draft from the University of Georgia, has a torn ACL. So I'm assuming he will not play at all this season. And my guess is his college career could be done because I'm not sure why he would come back if he can prove, you know, a year from now or 11 months from now that he's physically able to do everything he could do before the injury, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Yeah, there's no way he comes back. I mean, unless he has just this miraculous recovery that that, that you see, you know, Adrian Peterson or that just these freak athletes have after an ACL tear. Like, I, he's not playing this year. And that, that that's unfortunate because we finally got to see him with some good quarterback play in JT Daniels whenever Daniels came in. You know, he, he was finally had a competent quarterback that could throw him the ball, and he started to excel a little bit and be that wide receiver and have that breakout season that we were ex- excited about him having. So I hate that. It does provide an interesting opportunity for one Jermaine Burton. And I don't know, I don't know how you feel about him, but I, I, I like his opportunity and Pickens going down right now. You know, it's really interesting that you say that because as as you were talking at the at the beginning there about Pickens, I was thinking internally, so who do we think might benefit from this? And when this news broke, I was in the middle of a mock draft, just you know, 15-round mock C2C startup. And near the end of, I don't know, round 13, 14, somewhere in there, I grabbed Jermaine Burton, and that was my exact thought is, hey, he's going to get some extra opportunity here 
with Pickens out, and then you go ahead and that's the one guy you name. So it, I got I got all excited that I made the pick, and then I had to remind myself this is just a mock. You you don't actually get these players. <laughs> isn't that just a sucky feeling like you you draft i feel like myself personally like i draft my best teams when i'm just doing a mock where i don't get to actually keep them like i don't know why i can draft a good team when i'm mocking and then i crap the bed and forget everything that i know whenever i actually draft a real team (laughs) you gotta stick to your your plan stick to your draft board and you'll do just fine because i'm guessing that's what you probably do in those mocks so Maybe just just follow that same philosophy and you'll be fine. So, no more news with in in college football right now. Of course, it's the end of March. There's not a whole lot going on, but we do have a good topic. We are going to get into the conference breakdown. So we did this a year ago and went really deep, you know, conference by conference. And this year we're gonna we're gonna start with the SEC West and just go through them alphabetically and really want to focus on. Mostly the guys that we feel are Devi relevant. Of course, we're going to mention some other names that are probably more applicable to, to campus to Canton leagues or super, super deep Devi leagues. But getting into you know who we would recommend, who you should be looking out for. And when you're starting in the SEC West, alphabetically, you start with Alabama, who could very likely take up the majority of our program today. We'll see. We're at about eight and a half minutes in, and we'll see how long this takes. Uh some key losses, uh, you know, rumor has it, I don't know if you, you've heard, but Alabama's putting a few guys into the NFL, shocker, uh, Mac Jones, the quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, and then two more wide receivers who could both go in the first round, which would make four first round wide receivers in two consecutive drafts, or two in each, of course, uh, Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell. So there, there's a lot of opportunity for the next group of five-star and four-star athletes to just pick up where these guys left off. The the incumbent, the 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 guy, the five star Bryce Young has to be the the one everybody wants at quarterback, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, with you know, you know, Bryce Young was that guy coming into the season that we all thought, okay, he's gonna challenge Mac Jones for that job and he, he might by midseason be the starter for Alabama. And it didn't work out that way. Mac Jones had a phenomenal season. He he played himself into high first round draft capital, I mean for good for goodness sakes, the San Francisco 49ers gave up a ton to trade up to number three, and rumor has it they're at Mac Jones's pro day. So he's on the board for them at three, which I think is absolutely insane. But that that's that's a different topic for a different day, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, Br- Bryce Young is the guy to own. He he is a, t- a top five, um, top six maybe Debbie quarterback for for, for me right now. Um, he. He's very. We talked about it when we covered, you know, twenty twenty three quarterbacks. He's very Mahomes esque in the way he evades pressure. He he avoids um, a collapsing pocket, extends plays. He throws off balance really well. He's super accurate. He he can can just do things with his arm and, and make throws, manipulating his arm that you just can't teach a kid. So I mean, this is this is an exciting time if you have Bryce Young. Um, if you don't have him. Um, I, I can almost guarantee he's on some roster somewhere. I mean, I, I don't see any leagues where Bryce Young is sitting in a pool of players to be drafted this year. Um, if there's any out there, you need to take the opportunity to scoop him up now because he's going to be gone top half of the first round. But, I mean, I'm excited for Bryce Young. He, he's the guy to own at Alabama's quarterback position. Yep, I would agree. I think that's kind of a no-brainer. They they did recruit, of course, another top recruit, uh, I believe Jalen Milrose's name, a four-star athlete, but 
you know, looking at, at his tape and kind of his background, I, I would be shocked if this kid got any time. I think he's just a, another talented player. He's going to be a backup. But, you know, Bryce Young is, is definitely the guy for all the reasons that you listed. So we're going to move into running backs next because I think this gets a lot more interesting because I, I'm not sure there's a clear-cut favorite, at least in, in my eyes. Maybe Alabama already knows because they, they do like to let running backs sit and then play, you know, further along in their career. You've got incoming, you know, top recruit, Kamar Wheaton. So he is he's a freshman this fall. You've got Jace McClellan and Roydell Williams, who were freshmen this last year. And then the the guys that were, were there and actually did see some time, Trey Sanders and Brian Robinson Jr. So a couple questions for you, Matt. The first one is who do you think's gonna get, you know, the 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 majority of the carries, the the work. Who do you think's gonna be the guy? And then secondly, who do you think is the one that you want to own on your Devi roster? Because it it doesn't necessarily have to be the same guy. So I'm gonna answer that first question by breaking it up into two parts. Um, there's there's who I who I would give the lion's share of the carries to, and there's who I what I think is going to happen to these carries. If you've paid attention to Alabama the last few years, it it's very much been a by committee approach to the way they run things. I mean, even when Najee Harris was Najee Harris, he was still splitting carries with people. Josh Jacobs wasn't even the starting running back for his team. I mean, Alabama's running backs they just like to split carries with them. That's what they do. So while while for me. I love what I saw out of Jace McClellan. I think he he should be getting the majority of the carries because he showed he showed out last year in limited opportunities. He had a fantastic yards per carry average. I mean, I liked what I saw for him. So I th- I think personally he should be getting the lion's share of the carries. However, from what I've seen, ju- just based on experience and, and what Nick Saban likes to do, he likes to give his experienced players the ball because. Th- he knows they know the system. He, they know what they're doing. So Brian Robinson is going to get a whole lot more carries than you think he's going to get. And he's going to knock the value down on some of these guys because it's going to be it's going to be a timeshare. Um, one guy that I'm super interested in, and, and when it gets really interesting for me, is incoming freshman Kamar Wheaton. He, when I was watching his film, he's got, he's got a very Ronald Jones-esque to the way he plays. Um, he's super fast. He's a track athlete. If he gets, if he hits the hole and he's in open space, I mean, you're not catching the kid. I mean, kid is lightning quick. He's agile. He's elusive in open space. I love that. Um, I think he's going to have to wait for playing time a little bit, but come next year, he's going to be a guy, you know, to answer the second part of your question, that I think is going to be a screaming value this year because I love his gameplay. Um, if there's a guy that I think probably is on the outs right now, as crazy as it sounds, is it's Trey Sanders. I mean, to, to go where Trey Sanders was, I mean, he was the talk of De- the Debbie circle. He was the Debbie darling for Alabama's running backs. And he's been the one guy that has just disappointed the most, I think. I mean, he's fallen off the face of the planet almost in terms of Debbie circles. I mean, his value is incredibly low. I think he's probably the odd man out in this whole scenario. Yeah, it's it's really tough to tell what's going to happen. But I, I agree with your assessment. I think I think McClellan's going to get a lot of the work and, but but you're right on Brian Robinson Jr. It he will definitely get you know more carries than I think what we would want. Um, McClellan clearly was the guy that that stepped up last year out of the two freshmen you know between him and Roydell Williams, who I actually remember liking better. So was disappointed to to see that he didn't get a whole lot of time. 
Kamar Wheaton is a stud. I mean, like you said, he is faster than fast. A, a verified 10-6 in the 100 as a sophomore. So he presumably would get faster as he gets older because he's not at his peak strength or speed at that age. So there's a lot to love uh, with, with Kamar Wheaton, um, a, a four-star athlete. And I, I just, man, I, I, I really, my, my gut tells me the guy that, that I want on my team is Wheaton, and I'm willing to be patient on that. But from a Debbie perspective, that's hard to do because you're waiting a minimum of three years, and, and there's, there's always a ton of talent on Alabama. So you're, you're kind of taking a risk, taking a guy like that this early, again, in a, in a Debbie league, because you know what, what if he doesn't get the opportunity? What if he doesn't pan out? You're, you're, you know, you're in in all likelihood wasting a, a a pretty high pick to get a guy that highly rated. So and then and then there's that's, the a, hit, that's a tough one. Then there's the hit rate thing that we'd always talk about with these guys. I mean, your your top ten guys, which is what Kamara Wheaton is at best in a in a loaded stacked class, you're you're hitting a thirty percent hit rate. So so for me, give me the guy that I've seen do it at least at the college level for half a season and, and Jace McClellan. And as much as I love Kamar Wheaton like you, I mean, you just, you got to be smart with, with who you value. And I think Kamar Wheaton's going to be a value probably next year because he's not going to see the carries that McClellan and Brian Robinson are. But I mean, I just, I got to bank on the guy that I've seen do it. And I, I don't like banking on that 20 to 30% hit rate. Yep. Yep. That's a great point. Now the, the other position that, Again, we have no idea who it's going to be is at wide receiver, and it's just chock full of talent. It, it's absurd how many guys we have to at least mention. You know, led by the the only guy really coming back that that did anything, and that's John Mechie, who definitely moved up. You know, draft boards and and people's rankings this past season. I mean, as as we're all gushing about, you know, Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. People were starting to notice, hey, this uh, Mechie kid's pretty good. So, you know, do you think he's the next, you know, great Alabama prospect, at, you know, at wide receiver? Or is it some of these other guys? Uh, a couple names I'm going to throw out there just to start with, and then I'll get your thoughts, are the guys returning from the, you know, 2023 eligible class, Javon Baker and Thigh Jones-Bell, who – you know, didn't see a whole lot of, of time, but I, I loved his athleticism. You know, thoughts on on those three guys before we get into the incoming freshmen. So John Mechie was a guy that I've been pounding the table on the last few months now. Um, I, I got a sh- I got as many shares of him before the season started as, as I could because for me, he's another one of those line the line of first round Alabama receivers. I mean, fifty five receptions, nine hundred sixteen yards, six touchdowns, good for sixteen point seven yards per catch. I mean, he was a big play machine um, for Alabama. And I, I think with, with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle legs into the NFL, I mean, you want to talk about snap percentage and share share of target share, it's wide open for John Mechie to have an even bigger season than he did last year. And I know he had a big season with um with Jalen Waddle going down. But I, I, I think John Mechie is the guy now. And if you didn't get him now, his price is, is starting to creep up there because – because he's he's going to be the guy. He's somebody that I'm super excited for to have an explosive season next year to to show off and be the next first round receiver. So get him while you still can. I like I like Ty Jones Bell. Um, I think I like I like what I saw whenever we we were scouting him for 
for, for our for our series last year. So I think he could get some potential snaps. There's one guy that I want to mention that I think is going to really impress a lot of people. And that that's incoming freshman JoJo Earl. When you look at what he does in the open space, he is very Jalen Waddle-esque in the way that he plays football. I mean, he he's he's a catch a screen, house the ball. I mean, it's just incredible speed. He's like a running back when he has the ball. He he's elusive, manipulative in open space. He can run around defenders. He's got the speed to to do that. Um, I think he's gonna fit in really well to that Jalen Water role. I mean, he returns kicks, so you you like that out of him. So if there's a guy that I that I think is gonna come in and be a a screaming value and can can get get the type of you know, value that we're seeing out of John Mechie here a few years down the road. For me, that guy is JoJo Earl. I love JoJo Earl. It it is it is almost impossible to watch film of JoJo Earl and not immediately think of Jalen Waddle. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know he's going to Alabama, but man, it it it's there's a lot of similarities. You know, for those that aren't aware, so he's one of of four incoming wide receivers. He's a, he's a four star, and the you know the measurables are are kind of similar stature. You know, five nine, one seventy, but he is just a dynamic playmaker once he gets the ball in his hands, and he he does have good concentration on the on the tough catches. And the one thing that I was really impressed with he he will go up and get the ball, you know, more than you would expect from a guy that's five nine. I mean, he he battles for it, and and he doesn't he doesn't just rely on. These you know these short little gimmicky passes, and I'm going to use my athleticism to turn into a big play. It's like no, he he goes up and gets it like a wide receiver. So he had he had some go up and f- get it mentality with his game. He had some alpha receiver in there. It was, it was impressive. Yeah, and and when you look at the the incoming guys, he he was the guy that I had rated the highest. And the the other ones, just in case you know people haven't heard, you've got Aguirre Hall. You've got Ja'Cory Brooks and then Christian Leary. So those four are all coming in. And I, the next guy that I have ranked from the incoming freshman is Aguille Hall. And just really like this kid. He's about 6'2 and a half, 182. So he's got more height, a verified 4'5. So he has got some speed as well. Very good hands. He was the seventh, seventh rated wide receiver in the class. And... I, I like like what he showed as well. Um, just you know, he he has good acceleration. You know, after the catch, so I think you know those two guys are the two that I I thought stood out more than the others. That said, you know, any one of these guys could be could be good in the future. I mean, Alabama's already proven they can kick out multiple high draft picks at wide receiver. So it's not like we have to wait to see which one guy steps up. It could be, you know, three, three, four of them at once could all be, you know, NFL caliber wide receivers. So just, you know, it's, it's kind of a wait and see your approach, but at the same time, you don't want to wait too long because they're never going to be cheaper to grab than, than right now. I mean, in Devi, yeah, you got to be a little more careful because you're, you're waiting a long time and the hit rate isn't as high, but you know, campus to Canton for sure. These guys are going to go because 
they're on the right system and, and they've all got the talent. And with Bryce Young at quarterback, I mean, the way he's going to open up that offense with his mobility and his arm talent, I mean, Alabama doesn't recruit bad players. I mean, ev- any one of these guys that we're talking about can go off. Um, so, so we're taking an educated stab at who we like. I mean, for me, if I'm picking two to three guys that I like out of this roster, it's John Mechie, JoJo Earl, and Ty Jones-Bell. But it could be any of these guys that we've talked about. Um, I, I think, you know, Alabama has proven that they can support three first-round wide receivers and have them all excel at the same time. So, I mean, that offense has gone from a run-heavy offense to a very pass-friendly, wide receiver-friendly type of offense. So, I mean, they're going to be super exciting to watch, I think, once Bryce Young takes the helm. Yep, I, I agree. And then the, the last guy to talk about, you know, with Alabama is tight end Jaleel Billingsley who is 2022 draft eligible. I know you're a pretty big fan of Billingsley and this, this tight end class is getting a little bit deeper than what we thought, you know, a few months ago because a couple of guys chose to, to come back to college. So what do you, what do you like about Billingsley? And when you look at the tight ends that are, you know, potentially going to be in, you know, in the NFL draft next year in 2022, where do you have Billingsley compared to the rest of the guys? So, I mean, when you look at Billingsley's stats, I mean, he's a sophomore right now, 18 receptions last year, 287 yards and three touchdowns. He's got a 15.9 yards per catch average. He's 6'4", 230, so he's a, he's a little light for your, for your typical prototypical tight end, but I, I don't see that as a problem. I mean, I, he, he can always put on weight. He's just a sophomore, so his ability to put on weight and, and to grow a little more is not something I'm too terribly concerned with right now. Um, the one thing that I love about Jabil, Jaleel Billingsley that just sets him apart is for the size that he is, he moves really, really well for his size. I mean, he, he's running routes like a wide receiver. I mean, he's he's just moving his body control. His breaking in and out of routes is super impressive for somebody of his size. Um, if I'm looking at where I'm, you know, where I'm putting him in next year's class, I mean, you, you've got, you've got a ton of guys that have, that have started coming back this year that are super, super interesting. Um, I'm probably putting him right around tight end three or four right now. Um, it's a weaker tight end class than, than what last year was for sure. Um, or what this year is for sure. But I mean, I, I've got, I've got Jeremy Rucker, Charlie Kolar, Jalen Wittermeyer, and then maybe Jaleel Billingsley there, but I can put Billingsley over Wittermeyer and and probably feel okay with that. So, I mean, I think tight end three to tight end four is right about where he's going to slide in right now. But, I mean, for for, for a tight end, he does everything that you like. I mean, he's super agile. He moves really well for his size. He gets in and out of breaks just phenomenally for as big as he is. He's going to be an underrated pass catcher by the time draft season comes around next year. Yeah, and those are all good points. And the the one thing that that I wanted to comment about Billingsley on is, you know, a lot like the other guy that you mentioned, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State, you know, they're not going to get the targets that some of these other tight ends get. You know, Charlie Kohler at, at Iowa State is going to get, you know, a, a much higher amount of of target, you know, percentage, and his his, his production profile is going to be a lot more attractive. There's going to be other guys out there that are going to have, you know, much better stats because they're just a bigger part of the offense because, you know, they don't have that insane amount of talent at wide receiver like like Alabama and Ohio State. So, 
with Billingsley, you have to really look at you know the the traits that he possesses, and are those traits you know going to translate to the NFL? And and that's where you know it, it can be a tough a tougher assessment because you just don't know. You know, like you said, you know, he's six four, which is fine, but he, he's not all that heavy, so that that could be a concern. But I, I do agree, he's he's very athletic for a tight end. Um, I think I, I saw, you know, coming out of high school, he had a verified four six four, which I mean, that is that's, that's moving. fast. That's I mean, moving. <laughs> there's good wide receivers that have a have a worse verified forty time than that. So you know, that's that's something that that is absolutely. An attractive quality there. Anything more on Alabama before we move into our next SEC West team? Um, you know, they've got so much talent. So, you know, we can hit on these guys probably this entire podcast, and we're gonna miss the one guy that ends up going off. Um, if you're picking <laughs> if you're picking guys, I mean I I would probably stick to the guys we talked about, but I mean I I like all of these guys for for potential blow up because I mean they're the production profiles there. I mean the opportunities and vacated targets are there. Well, and and we'll end up talking about a lot of these guys, you know, again, you know, later on as we get closer to the to the start of college football when we do our incoming freshman series, we'll we'll be talking about a lot of these same names because they're going to come up in the in the top 10, 15 guys. All right, let's move on to the next team. That's Auburn. Uh, key losses there, a couple of wide receivers that are going to go in the NFL draft. Seth Williams, who I believe just ran a fairly quick pro day, uh, pro day 40. I want to say I heard it was like a 4-5. And, and, you know, take that for what it's worth. It's a pro day. It's not the, the combine. But still, if, if he's running even, you know, 4-5-5, five, five, I think at his speed or at his size, that's an attractive stat. And then – the guy who's 40 time you're never going to question is legit is Anthony Schwartz because that guy is is literally Olympic fast. Like he is that that fast. So a couple of wide receivers heading away, and that that leaves us with some vacated targets to talk about. And this is a Devi podcast, so I am going to say the next name not as a Devi prospect, but just as the guy that's playing the position because it's relevant, and that's Bo Nix is the quarterback. My analysis next to him says the word yuck. So it's it's not attractive at all from a Debbie perspective for me. I think his best highlight last year was a ridiculously amazing scramble for a touchdown where he went all over the place to, to finally get into the end zone. I mean, it, it was actually quite the play, but the fact that that's like, the only great play that you you know see it, and he's not throwing the football. Says at least all I need to say about Bo Nix. Do, do you have anything that you want to add on Bo? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed everything that you just said because you mentioned Bo Nix, and I immediately had to go to the bathroom to throw up. So I'm just going to assume that we talked about how awful he is. Um, his best highlight, I don't think, was that. I think his best highlight was when he comes off the field to go sit on the bench. That that's my favorite Bo Nix highlight. <laughs> I thought you were going to go another direction. I thought you were going to say your favorite play by Bo Nix is whenever he takes the snap from under center and either turns around to his left or turns around to his right and extends his arm with the football and this guy playing running back grabs the ball and proceeds to do 
amazing things with it. And of course, that guy, you, you might have heard of him, Matt, if for those listeners that aren't aware, his name is Tank Bigsby, one of the 2023 eligible stud running backs. For any new listeners out there, uh, this will be the first time you've heard Matt talk about Tank Bigsby. For those of you that have listened to the show before, you know all too well, let the love affair begin. Oh man, I just I love I love talking about Tank Bigsby, man. It makes it makes my heart warm. I love it so much. Um I mean, what what is there more to say about this guy? I mean, he lives up to his Tank nickname. I mean, this dude is a boulder when it comes to running the football. I mean, certified stud. I've got him I think at my running back 3 right now, and I still feel like that's too low. Like I want to put him higher than running back 3. I want to put him over Isaiah Spiller. But just from a sure a, a sheer you know, who's going to the NFL first? I've got to keep Tank Bigsby at running back three right now. Um, but it is coming. He will hit running back one before it's all said and done. I promise you listeners that. Um, I love Tank Bigsby. He is just a force. His tackle-breaking ability is next level. He it, it takes two to three guys to bring this guy down, and even then he's getting six or seven yards on a run. Um, his pass catching is underrated. He, he doesn't catch the ball as well as some of these freshman running backs we've talked about, but he catches the ball well enough to be a PPR um, force. Um, he, he, is, he, is very, he is very much the best pure rusher um, in, in that 2023 class, and I am not bullish in saying that. I feel very confident in saying he's the best pure rusher when it comes to that. I mean, I just love when the ball's in his hands, I, I have to... Take 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 a second and just breathe because I feel like I don't. I'm gonna have a heart attack because I enjoy watching it so much. Um, there's nothing more to say about Tank Bigsby. You know how much I love Tank Bigsby. The listeners know how much I love Tank Bigsby. He has been my guy since before he took a college football snap. I wish he wouldn't have gotten hurt last year because we would have seen his stats even be better than they were this year. But I'm excited for a full season of Mr. Bigsby and seeing why he is the best running back in the 2023 class. Stamp wow, of approval. Putting him over Bijan Robinson. That is a bold <laughs> statement. I mean, not not super super bold, but that's still that's definitely different than consensus. Uh, interesting thing in in one of my my Devi leagues, the the Devi dudes league. Love those guys. Um, we had our our Devi draft, and the Isaiah Spiller was still undrafted, as were all three of the the 2023 eligible, you know, the, the freshman from last year, the, the big three. And those three went one, two, three. And then Spiller went later. So everybody chose to take, you know, Bijan, then Tank Bigsby, and then my guy, Jameer Gibbs, who I got at 103, before taking Isaiah Spiller, which, you know, I think maybe some of us are sleeping on Spiller a little much. I think the guy that ended up getting him later was feeling pretty good about the the value he got, but... It's really hard to pass on, you know, any one of these guys that that just immediately looks the part as a true freshman. I mean, when they from from the moment they start touching the ball, all of that potential, all of that talent that we saw when we watched them, you know, with the high school film is immediately realized at the college level. And you just get so excited, like, oh my God, they're as they're as good as advertised. And I I feel your excitement. You know, it's a great way to to get off of the you know the yucky conversation about Bo Nix to go straight into Tank Bigsby. It's like the the lows and the highs of the podcast right there. But uh, 
You see, yeah, if, I, if I could get him anywhere else, I would love to. Unfortunately, all of my Devi leagues, I already have Tank, Big, Tank Bigsby sitting on one of my rosters because he was my go-get-him pick before he took a college football snap. So I've got him pretty much, I've got him pretty much everywhere. So um, I, I love that. Unfortunately, I already have him in all my leagues, and none of my <laughs> leagues let you get a guy twice. <laughs> or else he would be on my roster multiple times. <laughs> You know, you know, the solution to that is you have to join another league. <laughs> you see, the problem The problem now is, though, people that listen to this podcast know how much I love Bigsby, and they're trying to sell him for me for a, to me for a fortune because they know I'll pay it for him. Super, so it's super it's, unfortunate. You could totally go about, like, all those questions that you ask when, when, when people ask you to join a new league, right? If, you know, hey, I'm starting a new, you know, Campus to Canton League. Are you interested? And and you you always ask the same questions like you know how much does it cost, you know what's the scoring system, what do you start, you know all those typical parameters, blah blah blah. Matt's gonna just forego all of that and he's gonna say I'm only joining if I get Tank Bigsby, because if I don't get Tank Bigsby, I'm out. <laughs> I think we've got an internet problem, so we will wait till Matt comes back. I'm sorry about that, Skip. I got so excited talking about Tanks Bigsby that I had to go and change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I can edit that and make that work. <laughs> All right, so I think we've we've gushed and gotten into Tank Bigsby about as much as our listeners can handle. So back to the vacated targets with the absence now of Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz. We've got a few guys that we really don't know who's going to step up, which will make this season very interesting. These are probably all guys that, at least on on Debbie rosters, are, are available. No one's got these guys because you've never heard of them. I'm sure at least a few of them are already on Campus to Canton rosters, of course. But you've got uh, three guys that were freshmen this last year. Kobe Hudson, Xavion Capers, and Elijah Canyon. And then an incoming freshman, Hal Presley. So what's your strategy around these four guys? Uh, am I missing anybody? Is there one that you like better than the others? Who do you think is going to step up and fill the, the void? Because there's, there's obviously some, some targets to be had here. Um, I'm taking a wait-and-see approach <laughs> to these guys. I got to see if Bo Nix can actually get the ball to one of them. would be super helpful. But, I mean, I, if you're looking at guys that, that are interesting – I like Xavion Capers. I like his big playability, his speed on the outside, his ability to stretch the field. I think that's going to be helpful. But if I'm picking a guy that I really, really like, it's um, 2023 prospect Elijah Canyon. Um, he came in as a true freshman. He only played one game. He, he has one game logged, and that was against Northwestern in the bowl game. And he he went off to the tune of three receptions for 80 yards and one touchdown, good for 26 0.7 yards per carry or yards per catch. He's got the size that I love from a wide receiver. I mean, you're talking 6'4, 213. He came in and in his one game of limited action showed that, hey, maybe this guy's going to be the guy that ends up stepping up for the Auburn passing game. Um, I think it's wide open with, with Seth Williams and, and Schwartz gone to the NFL. I mean, no one's really came out and been, you know, it showed off as the guy. I mean, even Xavion Capers only had one or two catches a game if that in some games. So, I mean, there's no one that's really proven themselves yet. If I'm picking a guy, you know, to, to if I'm rolling the dice on somebody, for me, it's Elijah Canyon and, and his size and 
what he showed off in the bowl game. Yep, I think the the wait and see of the approach is definitely the the right strategy there. I mean, none of these guys are are ranked high enough and have looked good enough or done anything to to make them you know worthy of of most Devi leagues and the, and the depth that you get into. But I think it is worth noting that people need to pay attention at least to see what happens because someone's going to step up and look the part. I mean, it, it's just going to happen. The, the, Auburn continues to get good talent, you know, as they've already shown by by putting you know two guys in the NFL draft this year. So I think I think I like the idea of Elijah Canyon. You know, you, you said he he stepped up at the end of last year, and then that Xavion Capers Capers is a guy that I looked at and thought, hmm, this guy has some potential. So something to to think about there. Any more on Auburn? Are we ready to go on to our final team for today? No, we're going to keep it moving. Unless you want to hear me talk about Tank Bigsby more, I guess we'll keep it moving. (laughs) Tank Bigsby, Tank Bigsby. Oh, yeah, Tank (laughs) Bigsby, that guy. All right, well, let's talk about Arkansas. They have also lost a couple of key players, at least from a starting roster standpoint. I don't know if they're huge Devy guys. Felipe Franks, the quarterback, and Rakeem Boyd, a running back. So it does leave... You know some significant holes in in that part of the game. You have uh, 2022 eligible KJ Jefferson, who did get some time last year as a potential replacement for Franks. I would say he's he's probably the favorite to be the next quarterback. You would agree, Matt? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Getting the the big head nod there, and then also uh, freshman from last year, Malik Hornsby. You know, was was one I believe that we talked about in the top ten as far as the incoming freshman at quarterback, but hasn't, hasn't done anything. And I know he was pretty raw if, if my memory serves. So yeah, it, I think it's Jefferson's job to lose for sure. So I'd agree with that. Jefferson is, is intriguing to watch. I mean, he's not going to be a guy that you're going to jump all over from a, a Debbie perspective, but he, he is definitely athletic and, and that, you know, warrants mentioning if he can, if he can realize some of the potential, you know, from a from a throwing standpoint that he has, he could be one of those guys that that moves up significantly in in people's rankings this year. You know, what are you, what are your thoughts on Jefferson? You know, is he are you excited at all about him, or is he just kind of a guy? I'm I'm excited for him. Um, KJ Jefferson is the guy that in spring practices is getting the starting reps right now. So I think that's that's worth noting. It's not Malik Hornsby. It's KJ Jefferson that's getting the starting reps. Um, Hornsby is very raw, like we said. He's a very mobile quarterback. He's, he offers rushing upside, but his arm was just not where it needed to be. He's a very raw prospect. He needed to develop his arm some. Um, enter K.J. Jefferson, who came in um, some last year. Um, K.J. Jefferson has looked apart in spring practices from, from everything that I can read and I, and I can see from clips. Um, there is more than one clip of him throwing 80-yard bombs to Trey Knox and Keytron Jackson for um as for their uh wide receiver core. So I mean he's he's got the arm to make some special plays. Um he's got the experience and he's getting the starting reps. So he's somebody to keep an eye on. I mean he's got he's he offers interesting upside in on on a team that quite frankly did not have the quarterback play last year. I mean Felipe Franks, I don't know about you, he doesn't excite me. Didn't excite me in college. He doesn't excite me as an NFL prospect. Um, I think the best thing that happened to them was Felipe Franks leaving. So, yeah, but, but, I would I would agree. Um, 
you know, and when you read the stuff about Jefferson, they're they're excited for this kid. I mean, they think this is you know it was a huge get when they were able to sign him. I mean, he's got a a ton of talent, and and like you said, he's got a live arm. I mean, that that ball pops when he when he lets it go. It's just a matter of of learning those other parts of the quarterback position, right? You gotta you gotta be more accurate. You gotta read a defense, you know that kind of stuff. But but the athleticism is absolutely there, so definitely worth keeping an eye on. And then the the running backs to replace Raheem Boyd, you've got Javion Hunt and Raheem Sanders were two names that that I found. Well, let me let me rephrase that. These are two guys coming in as freshmen that I I'm bringing up. I identified Javion Hunt. You added Raheem Sanders. Tell me about Raheem Sanders. I missed him in my initial analysis, but from what I'm hearing in our pre-podcast conversation, this is the guy people should be definitely keeping an eye on. He's the guy that I'm keeping an eye on, and he's the guy that's easy to miss if you're not paying attention to what they're doing in, in spring practices right now. 6'2", 220 pounds. He's got the frame, but he's transitioning currently from a wide receiver to a running back. So unless you're looking at these roster position changes, you're going to miss out on Raheem Sanders. Um, Nicknamed by the team as Rocket Sanders. I I, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, Who doesn't want a guy on their team who has the nickname Rocket? I think that's that's pretty awesome. He was the number 164th overall recruit in the nation in his class number seven athlete and the number 19 prospect in the state of Florida. Um, he finished um, among all rushers in a Saturday scrimmage. They had a scrimmage Saturday. He, he was the leading rusher on that team with six carries for 57 yards. He had a nice long 35-yard run. So he, he's got some game-breaking ability to him. Um, he, he's the one that coaches for, from everything that I can see. I mean, just a, will not stop raving about the kid. I mean, explosive. Fast, quick, agile. I mean, these coaches love this guy. Um, JV and Hunt is almost the afterthought when it when it comes to the the Arkansas running backs. Now, now they they like Hunt too, and I think it's going to be a committee type approach. But I, I like Raheem Sanders to come in with that big frame, that big body, and his explosiveness and his speed to to be the guy that leads that backfield. So yeah, you mentioned you know the size and speed six two two ten is what he's listed at here that I'm seeing. And a little bit of the of a glitch in the matrix, as our guy Shaq would say, because the composite has him as the 14th ranked athlete, but two four seven sports has him as number seven. So we like to use the twenty four seven sports rankings. So that tells me that they're they're seeing something that they like a lot in this kid. You know, clocked in at an eleven point three one one hundred meter, which is. Which is fast for his size. That's that's moving. <laughs> and, and again, that that's exactly where I was going to go back to. Six two, two hundred and ten pounds. I mean, this guy is a beast. And if if he is not, if he's not somebody that was you know playing running back full time, and he's transitioning to that, then I can see where people might miss out on that, or maybe his film isn't going to be as polished. As, as other runners because you know he just doesn't know the position quite as well but yeah there there's a lot to like at least in the physical attributes of this kid so I think this is a great find by you I mean it you know again you, you know you're not grabbing this kid at, at in a Debbie draft you know this year because you're taking way too much of a shot in the dark 
but you 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 need to pay attention to what he's doing and you know don't just don't just look at the stats at the end of the season you know if if he's getting you know 8 10 touches a game how does he look on those touches that that can tell you a lot is he is he showing you things that okay maybe he doesn't have the production this year but you know going into the next 2 years this kid's going to pop and I want to get him now so great find there wide receivers absolutely is there is a stud on Arkansas and that's Traylon Burks I mean this kid is every bit the the kind of wide receiver that you want I'm assuming the people out there know Traylon Burks where do you have Burks ranked in the 2022 draft class of wide receivers so currently for me you you know who I root for you know where my fandom is so we don't have to discuss who wide receiver one is for me um, that's a little hot takey, but I, I really like Garrett Wilson at wide receiver one. Um, I still, I still have to say, you know, George Pickens is wide receiver two for me. I just, I mean, even with the ACL tear, I mean, he just he has what you want out of a prototypical alpha wide receiver. So I've still got him up there. And then for me, I mean, I'm honestly, I, I've got a hard time deciding whether I like David Bell more or if I like Traylon Burks more. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly. I mean, I love David Bell. I love what he did without Rondell Moore on the field. And even when Rondell Moore came back, I loved what David Moore did. But the more I watch Traylon Burks, the more I can't. I find myself not being able to turn the game film off. And just his big play potential is through the roof. I mean, he's he's got the body and frame that you like. He's got the big play potential. I mean, he's there's some days where I have him at wide receiver four. There's some days I have him at wide receiver three and I can't quite figure out which one it is. Yeah. I currently have him at four with the other three guys you mentioned pretty much in the same order ahead of him. And to be honest with you, I could see, I could see Burks becoming the the number one guy in the class because of the size speed combination, I I think he could be that good of a prospect, like like AJ Brown good. Like like yeah. he is a he is a physical beast and he's also able to, to run and those guys don't come around very often. I mean, we, we like to think that they do, but not the ones that are that are really good at at playing their position too. You know, it's more than just being a, an awesome athlete. Traylon Burks is 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 all of that. I mean, he's every bit a good wide receiver, and he's an awesome athlete, and he's got the size that these other guys just don't have. He's, and he's six three two thirty, and does not move like he's six three two thirty. Right. That, that that's exactly it. I mean, he. He has the body and the physicality to play in the NFL right now. He could go in right now, and he is going to give defensive backs fits because he's that big and strong and fast. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough to keep him out of out of the the top spot. I mean, to to that, you know, to that you know effect. When I said, you know, yeah, I've got him fourth. I I do. So I'm, I'm not going to you know say that I don't yet. However. He he is on the same tier as those other three guys. So you you listed that basically my tier one of, of wide receivers. It, it's those four guys. So we'd be very happy with with any of those four in a Debbie draft. I'm I'm sure. 
No, go ahead. No, I, I just want to say too, like what we're talking about that that's super important to talk about that we're not even mentioning yet is, you know, I tweeted it out yesterday, but I just want to hit on again, like people are poo-pooing on this 2022 recruiting class and, you know, undervaluing these rookie picks. And is this class as deep as the 2021 classes and the 2020 classes? No, I mean, it's not as deep. It's very top heavy for right now. I mean, we still have a whole season to play. Guys are going to come out. I mean, nobody was talking about Zach Wilson or um, Mac Jones last year. And all of a sudden, now they're first-round rookie picks. So, I mean, those guys come. But, I mean, the price that I've seen some of these 2022 first go for, I mean, you can get them for next to nothing. And they're the cheapest first that I've seen in the last few years. I mean, you can get them super, super easy. And, I mean, there's we're, we're talking a full first round between the running backs the wide receivers, some of these quarterbacks we haven't even hit on that are in this class. I mean, do not undervalue these 2022 picks because people are going to be crazy about them come draft season next year. Yeah, I think the reason there is people love rookie running backs, right? Because th- those are the guys that that have the highest hit rates. Those are the guys that can be studs from day one m- more frequently. And they can just immediately turn around your your fantasy team and 2022 is not looking you know as great in in the running back department I and mean, we we've got you know Isaiah Spiller who who is easily one of the top two you've got you know Iowa State guy whose name of course Brees is Hall. escaping me off the top of my head Brees yeah Brees Hall, Brees Hall. <laughs> and 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 then it's it's a bunch of other you know it's like okay now who and and that's just right now, right? But like you said, guys are going to step up. I mean, nobody a year ago was like, "Oh, Javonta Williams is for sure going to be a first round, you know, rookie pick in the twenty twenty one in your twenty twenty one rookie drafts." And here we are, you know, he's he's consensus top three for the most part. I mean, there's some people that have have him as high as one or two. So yeah, guys are going to step up that we're not, you know, talking about today, but. You know, getting you know, circling back to Arkansas, Traylon Burks has already stepped up. I mean, he's already the guy. So we love him, no question about it. The rest of these guys, you mentioned incoming freshman Keytron Jackson as a deep threat, and then Trey Knox, who unfortunately was the Arkansas wide receiver that I jumped on as the the guy that was going to make the the next big leap you know, going into the, the 2020 season, and I, I picked the wrong guy. But, you know, Knox and Jackson have talent, and then, you know, Mike Woods is there as well, and he had a fairly good season. And, and actually, you know, watching some film of him, he had some nice nice attributes as well. I mean, he, you know, he's not a, he's not a bad player by any stretch and and definitely made some good plays. I, I don't know if, if his game's going to translate to the NFL, so – you know he's not he's not Debbie worthy, but I did want to bring him up as a as a guy that's getting the production. Are are any of these guys you know worth worth a thought in Devi, or is it just you know Traylon Burks and then maybe somebody else steps up? For for me, Traylon Burks, the, the Arkansas receiver department starts and ends with Traylon Burks um, as of right now. Now somebody could surprise us. I mean, I was like you, I jumped on the ship of Trey Knox last offseason and. That bit me in the butt a little bit this season. I mean, you want to talk about a dip in production, going from 28 for 385 and three, his his true freshman season, 
uh, he only had seven catches for 70 yards last year. I mean, super crazy dip in production. I mean, he just wasn't being utilized. He he did essentially nothing last year. So as yeah, a, if he was any more invisible, he'd be Demon Demas. Dude, oh, still, it's that still was a low blow. Still hurts. Sorry, <laughs> still hurts. <laughs> we don't have enough time for me to air my frustrations about Demon Demas on this show tonight. <laughs> We haven't, yeah, we haven't gotten to that conference yet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but but yeah, it's Traylon Burks, and then hopefully, I don't know, Trey Knox maybe figures it out and does what he was supposed to do last year, this year. Um, it's there, there's there's nobody else that I'm really interested in right now other than Traylon Burks. Yep, I agree. And to continue the guys that I'm not really interested in from a Debbie perspective, but I'm going to bring them up because. The talent is there, but none of it's been realized yet. And that's Hudson Henry, the the tight end. And I he's twenty twenty two eligible. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he stayed on for another season. But you know, he he has he has talent and he just can't can't get it together. I would like to see him step up because I think there's an opportunity there, you know, for him to to show people, you know, what he can do. But, you know, you, you need to you need to do more than, than 16 catches for 92 yards. That's just not going to make it happen. So what, what, uh, what's I'm assuming in, what's playing in his favor is, I mean, he does have interesting size. I mean, listen, coming in now at, as a sophomore, six, five, just, just a buck under two fifty. So, I mean, he, he's got some interesting size to him. Now, you need more than size to play the tight end position. You need a little bit of athleticism. So whether he has that or not is still yet to be determined. So keep an eye on him. But yeah, I mean, he, he's not somebody that I'm too terribly interested in. Well, and he's the younger brother of Hunter Henry, right? Is that is uh, that right? Or am I am I making this up? You might be making it up, but you might be right. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, dove, <laughs> I haven't dove that deep into Mr. Hudson Henry. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I Yeah, well, we'll go with it. And if I'm wrong, I'll... I'll say I was wrong. I, I'm I'm never afraid to admit when I'm wrong. So if no worries there. If you're wrong, guys, you can find him on Twitter at SkipNewton31. Feel free to roast him for being wrong. Yeah, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of the SEC West first three-team analysis that we've got for today we will go next week with the rest of the sec west so lsu Ole miss mississippi state and texas a&m and in those four teams of course we're part of the dynasty happy hour team of podcasts featuring tim keller doug eddie and tyler gunther on the dynasty happy hour every sunday night and then the dhh contractor is hosted by rando memphis young so if you want to join that podcast where he will break down your fantasy dynasty roster you can reach out to him on twitter at dwz memphis shack you know we love you guy brian we know you're busy hopefully when school ends you can can join us he's at dynasty tools on twitter he's still around so you can still reach out to him and chat with him he does some film editing when he has time and also the dynasty tool podcast as well matt why don't you tell everybody where they can find you both on twitter and then everything else that you're doing so you guys can find me on twitter at Debbie matt um, getting close to that uh, that 2K milestone. So if you guys want to help me out, I would be forever grateful. <laughs> I'm going oh, to hit a nice. milestone. I'm going to hit a milestone that I've, that I've been dreaming of since I started as a fantasy football analyst. So I'm super excited about that happening one day. Um, you can find my rankings up on Dynasty Nerds. 
Um, I've got an article coming shortly. Would you believe it, Skip? We're starting to roll out our articles over at Dynasty Nerds on future Debbie prospects, um, 2022 class and beyond. And I've got my first article coming out about a Debbie stud. Um, care to take a guess who I'm writing on? 2022 class and beyond. Debbie stud? No, 2022 so and beyond. Incoming, it, could, it could be 20. Coming fresh. No, it's, it's. Oh, so it's anybody. Anybody. Any Debbie yeah. stud? Any Debbie stud. Take Gee, a, would it take, be somebody that we've talked about in this take podcast? A, take a swing, Skip. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've got that Tank Bigsby article here coming out relatively soon. I'm excited about that. Um, I've also started putting together, um, helping out with some Devi mock drafts um, for, for a project we've got going on at Dynasty Nerds that we're super excited about. So if you're interested in participating in some Devi startup mocks, reach out to me on Twitter at Devi Matt. Uh, find my Twitter or my uh, rankings at Dynasty Nerds. Also got a new podcast up on the fantasy authority. So feel free to check that out. So the, uh, mock that I told you about where I grabbed your main Burton and was patting myself on the back, got all excited. That was a dynasty nerds mock. That was a uh, Dwight was running that one. We, we so. got, we got a real cool project coming out for you guys soon that I hope that I'm hoping everybody's going to enjoy as soon as we can get enough data collected for it. So we're super excited. I, about I that. love, I love what a, a few of these sites are doing. I mean, we're, we're doing some of that as well over at NFL draft Bible and and I know Brandon Lejeune is doing the same kind of stuff as well to get, you know, deeper, deeper ADP on Devi and getting into to CDC, C to C as well. Because, you know, you can do a, a, a two or three round mock, but you end up just talking about the same names over and over and over again. And I don't think that's where the real value is. It's more when you get into those, you know, rounds 10 to 15 and, and for these people, because, you know, campus to Canton is getting a lot more popular or, or people are in, in, in Debbie leagues that are deeper where, you know, the, the first two to three rounds of guys we talk about are guys that are already gone. They need that, that deeper ADP. So I, I love that you guys are doing it. That is, that's awesome. And I love participating in it. And you know, I, I know, you know, all the guys that are in there, I know them all and, and they're all you know, everybody takes it seriously, right? I mean, they're not, they're not just throwing names out. It's like, they're, you know, they're building a team and they're, they're picking the guys they like. So it's a lot of fun. And it, I, I love like how seriously I take it. Like I will legitimately get irritated when I get sniped on a guy. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's, it's a mock. You <laughs> it's don't get it's to okay to guys. not get the player you like. <laughs> but there's a couple times it was like, ah, oh, I'm pretty sure Jared Wackerly's nailed me a couple times. Like, dude, come on, stop that. <laughs> All right, I am at SkipNewton31 on Twitter. As Matt mentioned, you can definitely reach out to me when you want to give me a lot of praise for anything that I'm giving you, or if I make a mistake, you can come at me, no big deal. Again, no problem admitting mistakes. I am one of the Devi team writers covering the ACC for the NFLDraftBible.com, powered by Fan Nation on Sports Illustrated. We've got you covered, Debbie, Dynasty, NFL Draft, all the players and positions. It's a crazy time, but it's an awesome time. Can't stop, won't stop. And really all I'm working on you know, writing there is on rookie profiles because it's just all draft time right now. So that is it for what I've got going on. If you've got anything that you want us to talk about, you know, reach out, let us know. It's a, a trade, a draft advice, whatever. Now is the time for Devi draft season, so we'd love to love to help you out. Even if you're like in the middle of a Devi draft, you know, shoot us a, a DM or just ping us both on Twitter, and 
if you, if you hit us both on Twitter, you're going to get advice from other people that follow us too. So you're going to get a lot of good advice. So highly recommend that. Thank you, as always, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Would appreciate those five-star reviews as well. And for Matt, this is Skip saying good night and be a good human.